0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Euphoria Season 2 just finished on HBO Max. It has been a few years since Season 1 of the show that I absolutely love. Uh, Very much a soap opera of sorts uh, following these teenagers in a Los Angeles suburb. Very stylized, stylish, a lot of great camera work in the the season one of this show. Obviously, breakout performances by Zendaya, uh, also from uh, Hunter Schaefer, who plays Jules. Uh, Just some great, great characters, interesting characters, all well fleshed out. Like so many of these characters are people that I know. Either people I knew in high school, people I hung out with in my 20s. These are like... I would say very, a, a very accurate depiction of modern day kids growing up t- it, via stylized filmmaking and storytelling, but all dealing with very real problems, uh, whether it being social media, whether it being drugs, uh, specifically pharmaceutical drugs uh, or, or other recreational drugs that, that go around. Uh, different high schools, but these are, in my opinion, very realized characters, uh, all of which coming from the mind of Sam Levinson, who is the creator of the show, the writer and director of the show, Uh, the visuals of the show, a little bit toned down in season two, not as like there were some amazing scenes and camera work in season one. And this one still has an amazing aesthetic, still visually great, uh, but just toned down a little bit. Um, and part of that, I'm sure, is due to the fact that this show has taken It's taken a few years to, to come back because of the pandemic. Uh, there were the two special episodes that, that were released, uh, which are beautiful episodes, short films within themselves, each one examining a different character. The first one uh, being Rue. Uh, and her basically having a long conversation with her sponsor, Ali, in a diner. An amazing episode. And the second one was with Jules, uh, her girlfriend, uh, having her having a long conversation with uh, her counselor, her therapist. And both really bring to life a lot of aspects of who these characters are, which is something that the show does in general. The show is so good at fleshing out these characters and showing you the backstory. So much of this season is showing you context for how these people became these people. Uh, big characters in this, in this season. We focus a lot on Fezco, uh, the drug dealer. That, you know, Rue's friend, but also drug dealer who works with this kid, Ashtray, this younger kid. We see their intro stories. Uh, we're also given backstory to uh, Cal, who is Nate Jacobs' dad. Go on out. Who, staunch conservative guy, big guy in the community. Uh, But also somebody who was having like has this like secret life that Nate found out about was something that was explored in season one. The fact that Nate uh, knew his dad to be not only cheating on his mom, but to like be recording these moments where he's sleeping with men and and trans women uh, and different things while he recorded all these things. It's a very messed up family life for the Jacobses. Uh, But in this, we get the backstory of Cal, his dad, and how, like, when he was in high school, uh, part of the wrestling thing, his best buddy, who is a, a wrestler, they both kind of have this moment, which is beautiful. It gives context to these characters, but also makes them exponentially more sympathetic. Like, seeing where Cal came from makes a character that was a horrible person. Not that he's a better person in this one, but it gives context to why, like, the damage that caused that, the trauma that caused that. This, this show deals with trauma, whether it's addiction, death, these different things, the different things that have happened in these different people's lives shows the those events and how those events changed these characters and... It, those things talk to why those characters act the way they do like you understand so much more why cal is the person he is because he's hiding he's hid who he is his entire life to at least to his family he's been living a separate life he's been living this straight life where he's this staunch conservative who which ironically so often happens that you have these these like hugely conservative people these people that are the most homophobic end up being uh gay themselves and it's it's this suppression of who they are uh in in reality which causes them that pressure causes them to to not only hide who they are and live a lie a complete lie but because they're living a lie they it's effortless for them to lie about all uh, all other things so the cal episode's great the very first episode of season two you get to see how fezco and ashtray came to be you see fezco's grandma who's like this badass like gangster bitch going into a, a strip club to shoot up the o- to shoot the dick off the owner and just not taking any shit and and like kind of sh- sh- her teaching Fez how to run their business, this drug business that they're doing and how to uh you know, just survive in this way. Which is amazing. I would love to see an entire show, like if there could be there could be spin-offs of all of these different characters and it it would be a great show. I would love to see that prequel show of like Fezco Ashtray, and his grandma and how they turn into the people they turn into in euphoria that i would love that would be so interesting well, it would it like has su- such the vibe i mean obviously dealing with drugs but like such the vibe of like a a breaking bad like if the guys who are doing better call Saul wanted to jump onto an amazing like a similar vibe to those things i guess better call Saul is quite a bit different than breaking bad but i would still love that i would still love to see a a show dedicated to fez and uh ashtray and also kind of crazy where the name ash came from uh the fact that his name was ashtray and i think it's because at one point he ate all the cigarettes out of an ashtray so when he was a baby (laughs) and he's like not even related that's it's like it's an amazing episode and so many of these moments, like even the cow thing, it's not a full episode, are just like these these little glimpses into what was. And then there's also glimpses of what will be, like Nate in this one is starting to form a relationship with Cassie, who is his ex's best friend. So there's a little bit of, of a love triangle situation there, uh, and he has these visions of these romanticized visions of what his life could be with Cassie uh, to, to, you know, to f- fall in love with her and to have her babies. But then you realize, like, everybody has, like, ish, everybody's got an edge to them. Like, everybody, everybody's everybody got issues. Everybody's got traumas. Whether it's Nate and his dad, Cal, or it's Cassie and her character, the exploration of her character in this in this season, where you see how she's, like, dedicated her life to to like looking a certain way to like portraying her a certain way instead of understanding who she is it's more about how she can like alter herself to make other people feel feel liked and wanted which there's a great aspect of one of these episodes where she's constantly doing all these different outfits to try and press nate to try and get his attention just to get his attention like everybody is so messed up in the head and you would think that it would be rude The lead, Zendaya, Zendaya, because so much of this is also her battle with drug addiction, her relationship to drugs and what it's like, what it's really like for somebody struggling with drug addiction, not only from the aspect of Rue, somebody who's dealing with it and see how effortless and easy it is to relapse and get back into it but also shows the reality of what happens to those families. The Many Faces is an ongoing, abstract, ink portrait series that I started many years ago. I release a new face every day, but go to inspiredisorder.com to check them out. So many available. But as a listener to The Ray Taylor Show, you can save 10% when you use coupon code INSPIRED. When you check out, so go to inspireddisorder.com slash tmf That stands for the many faces. Go check them out, browse the entire collection, and when you decide on a piece or maybe multiple pieces, make sure you use coupon code inspired when you check out, and you'll save 10%. As a big thank you for checking out my work, for collecting my work, and for listening to the Ray Taylor Show. And with that said. Let's get back to the show. And I've seen it from like with meth. I've seen I've had friends that have like families or even opiates back back when Oxycontins were the big thing. Like when I say I know people like this, I've walked. I can't even tell you how many doors I've walked into and seen friends of mine snorting powder off of tables, crushing up pills going to rehabs disappearing just kind of just completely disappearing from people's lives like i like all of these characters are so well fleshed out and so well realized uh which i really appreciate despite the fact that a lot of the show is basically just a soap opera but i'm here for it i just want to see all of these characters interacting and seeing you know the ups and downs and things that they go through And I think there's been a lot of criticism about season two, which I don't. I love season two. (laughs) I'm excited for a third season, which I think they got. It was announced that there's going to be a third season because I just want to see all these characters kind of change. Like by the end of the season, Nate Jacobs has changes. Definitely his dad. I mean, is by the end of the season, his dad's uh, definitely changed. But even, like, the two friends with Cassie and Maddie, their friendship has been altered. Uh, You have Jules, how she's been changed. There's a new character that came in. uh, Elliot, who is, you know, also another, like, love triangle with Jules, which that whole situation, like, Elliot was the one that helped in some ways enabled Rue to relapse and was the person that Rue did all of her drugs with. Uh, But then Elliot and and Jules started hitting it off and are basically more on the same wavelength because Rue is... We see so much of Rue. I mean, there's an amazing episode. I think it's episode five where you see the rock bottom that she goes to. Just an amazing episode. Like, after this episode aired... All over social media, people were, like, praising Zendaya for for what she did. And it was a great episode. And it just, just perfectly illustrates how rock bottom, what rock bottom looks like. Now, has she fully realized the consequences for what happened in that episode? Not necessarily. There is a specific character that may or may not still exist that could potentially be a huge uh harm to her we also lost some characters in this i mean the whole arc of the fezco and and ashtray in this season is amazing and heartbreaking you also see uh you see uh rue's friend lexi who is the younger sister of casey she has this play that gets put on its the last two episodes of season two. And it's this play that she, she wants to do. And it's all in reference to what's happening in the show. The people that are in her life. Which kind of interesting that I just reviewed Scream uh, yesterday. And I'm going to be doing my top five Scream movies at the end of the week. But another story where the movie is commenting on itself. I mean, the metatextual aspects of Scream are present throughout the franchise, but in the most recent Scream, it's all about the Stab franchise. So it's able to kind of condense all those references into one fine point, where this show, Lexi's whole play is based on her friends and, and just what it's like. It's almost like Euphoria in stage form, on, in play form, which is beautiful. How it comments on everything, and you're seeing the characters who are being portrayed on on stage in the audience, and you're seeing them reacting to the different thing, reacting to the honesty that they are that they don't see they they're they're looking at a mirror, they're looking at a representation of who they are, an honest representation of who they are from the i mean it's from the point of view of Lexi. But everybody sees from Rue seeing who she used to be before her dad. You like in season two, you you come to realize and, and maybe Rue comes to realize how much her dad's death impacted her drug abuse. And also what ruined her friendship or not ruined her friendship with Lexi, but was the thing that that kept them from being the good friends that they were that they once were back then, back when they were innocent. And it was amazing. It was it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see that play. And like I love that that meta kind of, you know, almost synecdoche New Yorkish in on a level, but you know, done at far smaller scale. So good. So you get to see Rue with her relationship and drugs hitting rock bottom, Fezco and Ashtray uh, Cal and Derek, that that, you know, the nineteen eighties euphoria moment that happens at the beginning of one of those episodes where you see Cal's uh backstory. Uh you also see Maddie and Casey, their kind of friendship and that, that, that invisible tension you don't that's just about to happen at some point. Some point in this show in this season, like that that has to come to a head. The fact that Maddie and Casey are both into Nate like there's the whole dynamic there um you also see uh Lexi and Fez like there's a house party that happens at the beginning of this this season uh where you see Fez hanging out at, at at one of their parties with with the whole everybody everybody in in the school and he's having this conversation with Lexi and it's like the most honest and real conversation he's had, and she's, like, really enjoyed because, you know, they're actually having a conversation, getting to know each other. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And also knowing how different the, they are. Like, knowing that Fez is like this... He's like this hardcore drug dude that, like... Like, the, the with very little to lose. Like, he's living in a completely different reality than everybody at that party, aside from Ashtray. And Ashtray, it's crazy how like legit that kid is as like uh, a dangerous like person like amazing the two best characters in the my favorite characters uh Fezco and Ashtray but to see like the sweetness that Lexi is because Lexi is like one of the few characters in this entire show that's still innocent on some level like, she is, she hasn't necessarily, even though she did lose her father, like, it wasn't, it, it hasn't affected her. It's almost similar to Rue's sister, I, w- I would uh, like to compare it to another character that doesn't really show the trauma. Kind of kept it together. But at least Lexi is has been able to process those things into this play. But to see her having that conversation with Fez and to see their connection and to see the events that happen at the end of the season when she's putting on the play and she's waiting for him to show up. You want to talk about a a scenario that hits me close to home where it's like Lexi is in this new like just just starting to talk to this guy that they clearly like each other. And they're having these conversations. And it's like this new, it's like the seeds of like new love. And new love, when it first starts, is a powerful thing. And what happens in this is that it gets, it gets cut short. It gets taken away. We don't get to see the aftermath of that, how that plays out for Lexi. This is going to be in the next season. Uh, definitely something that we could see Lexi's character turning, uh, turning into, a, like, kind of Breaking Bad as it were to bring back that reference but for me I had I've experienced that kind of when you're in that situation of new love of like so much potential is there and then to have that person eliminated from existence without ever having the opportunity to see if it was real to see if where it could go not giving that opportunity and to have that moment where you're supposed to meet and they never show up right in my situation i was falling head over heels for this this person that i met online we went to school together back in the myspace days uh and she was a huge fan of my art she was when we first started taught we like met through myspace mutual friend whatever When she broke up with her boyfriend, it was clear that she was into me as I was clearly into her. But it was friendship. It was just nothing but friendship. Prior to that, she had purchased my first person to purchase a painting from me. And now she's single. And it's in the MySpace days, if you remember, there's these surveys that got passed around all the time. And there was like this love survey, this like compatibility survey. And there's something that she sent it to me on Valentine's Day. And she's like made sure she like came back and made sure. That I filled it out. She wanted to see my answers. Right? It's a survey you put up, and you put it up on your bu- bulletin board or whatever. So we had the uh, for sure connection, and she was going to come out. I lived in San Diego. She lived in the Palm Springs area, and she was going to drive out to come and see me. She called before she left. It's like, hey, I'm I'm actually going to leave early. I'm leaving with my friend. She's going to stay at uh, another friend of hers in like Oceanside or whatever. So the next day, you know, I wake up, I get the voicemails like, oh, she's coming. We're finally going to meet. We're finally going to we've already met, but we're finally going to hang out and spend time together romantically. Right. It's different context for us spending time together. And all day at work. I worked at Costco in the pizza kitchen, which was outside of the building And I would just, like, be looking at the crowd outside the windows, the pickup windows and order windows, and, like, constantly, like, looking forward to see if she shows up. Because I was like, I knew she showed up early, so, like, she knows where I work. So she's probably going to show up and surprise me and say hello. It's very – so I kept looking, kept almost mistaking people, like, oh, that's her. And in the episode, in the last two episodes, or in the last episode maybe specifically, Lexi is constantly looking out into the the audience – that's watching her play and she keeps seeing the empty seat that was saved for fez and she's you know waiting for him she doesn't know what's happening to him but she keeps looking out in the audience there's even a moment where she she dedicates to the audience like listen I was gonna say he was supposed to be here but there's an aspect of this play that was is dedicated to him that he inspired or encouraged me to do and he just never shows up and same thing in mind, she, she never showed up. And then I went home after work and, and got all ready. We were supposed to meet that night. We were supposed to go hang out. So I was like, maybe she's just at the beach with her friends all day. And then I got a call from my friend, and he told me that she had died in a car accident on her way out to San Diego. And I didn't believe. I mean, that like we never see Lexi hear what happened to Fez. But in those moments where she's looking out in the audience as like, oh no. Especially since we see where, I mean, Fez doesn't die, but let's just say that uh, all of that potential and all of the things going through her head because of that potential, all of those like what ifs are now not not even a potential. Like in a very... strange point in a relationship because it's not like they spent any time together aside from that conversation they had or small conversations that they had It, it hadn't it hadn't taken that next step and it was just about to take that next step and it was cut short so for me watching that i was like oh my god i know that feeling and like I assume the beginning of season three is going to, at some point, deal with the fact that Lexi finds out what happened to Fez. And I'm going to... I might cry. (laughs) I might cry. Uh, But definitely relatable. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts, and deals you get access to the ray taylor show completely ad free as well as bonus episodes you get access to the complete live painting archive you also get access to every single podcast ever produced by inspired disorder hosted by ray taylor you get access to ray taylor's personal blog as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions so if you want to start a podcast you're into art? Ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com/plus slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. Kat, not as big of a character in this season. She does have a little bit of a moment where, you know, she's really depressed. She she ends up breaking up with uh her boyfriend i mean we see a little bit of a relationship with the guy from the last season and you know he's just he ends up being more vanilla than she'd liked she has fantasies of like you know like a jason momoa type of guy having his way with her and that's like something. again the, the fantasy versus reality she's 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 searching for that fantasy um and is and is disappointed with the reality of it um but we don't see a whole lot of her character there's i mean the great moment with her kind of seeing all these social media archetypes uh who are trying to be the self-help gurus to try and make make people who are overweight overweight feel better about themselves just like this uh, this empowerment of positivity that's just like when you're depressed is the last thing that you care about um But yeah. Oh, and also uh, a little bit. We get to see uh, the potential relationship between uh, Ali or Ali, uh, Rue's sponsor and uh, his and her mom, because he comes over after she has her her rock bottom moment. She ends up apologizing to Ali. He comes over for dinner one night and finally gets to meet the family. I think he he dropped her off at one point to, to introduce himself to uh, to her mom. But uh, later has there's a meal together and it's a great scene because it's finally like a scene where Rue's mom has has the ability to talk to somebody who understands what Rue is going through in a way that she doesn't have any other people to talk to. Like Ali knows firsthand a lot of what Rue is going through, but also can see from the outside, sees what Rue is doing to not only herself, but also her family. So it's like it's an interesting dynamic where we're seeing kind of the grownups in this show. The few grownups in the show uh, kind of have a, a little a little bit of chemistry that makes complete sense. And would be something that I'm sure on some level Rue would would like uh, probably appreciate Ali as a stepdad whether it goes that way or not but you could see if it does happen where Rue's character would have more respect for Ali as a stepdad than the other people that her mom was dating which she clearly had zero respect for because ali she already has respect for ali for the most part despite the fact that she's still in her drug-induced ego but yeah a lot of great aspects to the show whether it's the new characters uh showing the giving context to just horrible people to somehow make them like to have sympathy for these people. Like I would never have expected to have sympathy for Cal. Like that is a character like that was just a disgusting person. But when they, when they gave him the context, it's like, Oh, like he's still not a good person. He still has problems, but you see where his problems come from. And when you see what makes a person that way, it, it humanizes them a little bit and, and, you know it's it's hard to have compassion for other humans once they're humanized uh but yeah i enjoyed the show i can understand people not liking it whatever whatever i love it i'm I'd like as far as a uh, stylish soap opera i'm down it's well written uh characters well fleshed out and idealized like honest depictions of what it is to be uh, like a teenager modern day as far, I mean, it's so similar to what it's like, what, what it was like in, in my day, in my late teens, early twenties and what a lot of people were like around me. I was more of like the Lexi character, right? Where I was, I didn't get into those things, but I knew people, I knew a lot of people getting into a lot of things and seeing how the paths they went down. And I would say all those aspects are highly grounded in reality, uh, despite the fact that it is very stylish. And there's, you know, some beautiful scenes from this season as well. And also an amazing soundtrack, like not only amazing soundtrack, amazing score. Like I was looking up songs multiple times while watching this show because I was like, oh, I like that song. I like that song. But also there were times where I was like, what song is this? And it wasn't. It was just the score of the show. Uh, So I appreciate that from an audio perspective. uh, It's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, So, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what happens in season three. Uh, I love the show still. I, I actually miss some of the stylized camera work from season one little bit but other than that i love it it's it's great top to bottom i'm a huge fan and would love to see a spin off show a movie give me a special have sam levinson do like a like a two hour special of fez and ashtray and their grandma of their like coming of age story that i want to see for sure i want to see that uh but anyway until season three i'm excited uh, check it out. It's on HBO Euphoria Season 2. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Oh!